Welcome back to LA's Our House, everybody. This is episode 167. I'm here with La Salchicha himself, Mr. David Arona. Hola. And I'm your host, Louis Barone. And Bobby, unfortunately, will not be joining us this week um, because after such a high uh, against the LAFC in which we got uh, a victory, our best game of the season, we we had what we got last week. So, you know, maybe Bobby's like, yeah, I'm not coming into work today. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't blame him. Uh, before we get into that... Uh, What's up, Dave? How you been? Remember when LAFC fans like sent out their their little like memo to MLS wanting them to suspend Zlatan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did did you see the banner uh, in their next game? Yes. Marketing is greater than player safety. <laughs> You know, we should have done this oh my God. after we talked I, about the Galaxy. I know, I know, but now that it's sunk in, now that it's sunk in, and I literally don't want to talk about the other thing, um, I mean, this is just this is just funny to me, because, like, some of that stuff happened after we recorded last week, at least the the, uh, yeah. the thing about the, 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 the banner, and I don't know if you saw this, but did you see Nag News, like, repurposed the banner? Uh, no. On their, on their, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they like replace the text with something else. So they use this picture and then they replace the text with like Nag News is greater than like ESPN Deportes or something like that. And <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I didn't think about like how this could be a, a continuing meme. This is fantastic. I mean, like literally, Bobby said it. The game, the game keeps just keeps on, on giving. giving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. But other than that, um, you know, it's, it's hot. God, it's so freaking yeah. hot. Um, after two weeks in a row that we had Delmi Barillas on and we had, you know, four player, four players, four people on the pod. Now we're down to just two. Like, that's weird. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the kids, they're getting ready to, to start school. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, a few more weeks. We're down to, like, what, three weeks so uh, before school starts and, uh, you know, work is – Work. work is work. <laughs> yep, I yeah, I hear you. I'm currently, uh, I'm currently, I'm, I'm currently doing what I always do and trying to make a case for like hiring a a full time data wrangler. Like we literally need someone whose entire job it is just to archive data and figure out like what is all on our shares and and organize everything because we have so much freaking data and like I feel like I'm constantly bailing water to keep the the server or the, the volume sizes at a, at a reasonable uh, size. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's futility. It's like my balls and beers, um, <laughs> you know, just, just when I make some progress, you know, something else comes up and then bam, there's, you know, another few terabytes gone. So, so you're yeah. Latif blessing and work is just Latan. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what you're telling me. That's pretty much what it is. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, you were all over the map there. Uh, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I mean, same old, I'm, same old. I, I, same thing. My kids, I think, start school. Or my stepkids, they start school Monday. So wow, that's, yeah, it's, it's not even. It's it's barely gonna be August. I remember Calm when down school when we were when we were going to school. We weren't like, even thinking about September, it. Last September. week of August, yeah. Sometimes you'd yeah. have to wait till if Labor Day was late, where it was already into. Week number two of September, then that's where we that's where we would start. Yeah, yeah, but let's be honest, our kids are getting a better education than we did. 
oh man you really want to go down that road <laughs> oh dude you're opening up a really weird topic I, there look man all i know is that my kid is getting is probably smarter than i was when i was in fifth grade that's all i'm saying okay i i, I mean okay <laughs> Again, I, I you kind of left that open. <laughs> not sure if I should take it. I'm not sure if that's a trap or not, but whatever. I'll just go ahead and, and do it. Go ahead, Lewis. Call my kid dumb. Go ahead. Come on. No, not you. No, no, no. <laughs> I, if anything, I, I, I'm insulting you, not your kid. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I, anything to just get me away from what I witnessed last Saturday, it was it was really really bad. I, I've I've had to. I, I remember just being. I went to bed just sad, and my my girl even noticed it. And they're like, "How's he lost?" Didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Like I wasn't even mad. That's the thing. I wasn't even mad. And usually, if they lose, depending on how they lose, I'm like genuinely upset. And she can she can see it in my face that oh, I probably shouldn't say anything. Oh, there it is again. But yeah, I was genuinely just. I don't want to talk about it, and so it it put me in a it put me in a bad mood. And on Sunday, I went to a barbecue um, with my my wife's nephew's girlfriend's you know parents' house, and um, and they're you know her, her her dad is a big soccer fan. She's a big soccer fan. Um, they're from Argentina, and so they talk to me whenever I go over there. Dad always talks to me about Galaxy and soccer in general. And so we went over there on Sunday, and I was like, oh, man, they're going to ask me about this Portland game. It's going to suck. All anybody wanted to talk to me about was the LAFC game. Yeah. Hey. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm done for this. So we, you know, we, we, <laughs> so we had a bunch of conversations about that game. And then, you know, of course, me being the, the Galaxy fan that I am, I'm like, yeah, but then they played Portland. And and I just kind of got into that, and I really they weren't really that interested in that conversation. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm always more interested in in the current state the current, rather than right. you know living yeah living too far far back. <laughs> Sorry, that still brings me uh, it brings a giggle to my uh, to my to my mouth. I, I gotta enjoy it while it lasts, man. Right, I do right, I really do. But um, we'll but I mean, for the most part, the the, the party itself was was nice and like you know i made me forget about the game a little bit but then after that i was just i i started prepping for the pod and then i just got in a kind of down mood again because it it really has affected my week now that you say it like i have been in a bad mood yeah like yeah i got i got a little you know i i every once in a while i tend to like step in shit with my wife um (laughs) because i'll say something (laughs) that uh that i know is gonna piss her off and you know i did that yesterday and i was like man what did i do that that was dumb and i realized like nah, you know what maybe maybe i'm still in a bad mood like that must be what it is like everything has just been kind of off yeah and, and i have to agree with you because i i went to bed kind of you know there and she knew something was off as i said i didn't i wasn't pissed and i wasn't venting and i wasn't you know yelling at the tv or anything i just sat there like okay i'm I'm just sitting here and taking this and so she noticed that and of course the next day people were hitting me up like dude how, how do you go from the game that you had last week to what happened this week and like, what's going on and like, i don't want to talk about it and of course you know, that kind of ruined my day at work on sunday and then uh so i, I think when did i when did i call you about the raspberry pie 
Sunday. Sunday. Okay, so there it Wait, is. So, was that Sunday? I think it was. I think it was Sunday night. And so I, I came home and I was still. I I didn't have a bad day at work, but I, I really wasn't in a. I wasn't in my regular self, as you said. I I, I didn't piss off my wife, luckily, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the the kid went to bed early, and you know, usually playing with him cheers me up and he kind of reminds me of a simpler time when you know everything is all fun games up until you have to eat and uh and so i i got on my uh, on the raspberry pi and i said to myself you know what i need a new project i'm just gonna take my mind off it because i haven't been on my ps4 lately and i haven't been in the mood to play so i said okay i'm gonna go back and play some of my childhood games see if it cheers me up and bring me back into a a better time but then i picked castlevania uh, uh, one of the hardest games right. <laughs> one of the hardest games in uh video game history and i said i have someone finished business with this game and let's see how far i can get and, and for the record I, I never had that game i always played at my friend's house so i was never able to continuously practice it uh, or have the instructions because back in the day kids uh, video games had instructions uh when you bought the game and uh, there were only two buttons but they, they told you what those two buttons were. And so I was never able to pass the first level. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I just was never able to pass the first level. But I always enjoy playing that first level, trying to beat it. So I did a run this time around, and and uh, I got to level three. So, I mean, I, I, nice. don't, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. And, and keep in mind that I had no idea what was coming at me at level two or level three. But I ended up doing that. But in doing so, okay, let's go ahead and actually try to actually do this because i was just kind of winging it and obviously i got frustrated as i said it's one of the hardest video games in history and i go this is what the galaxy feels like like honestly (laughs) i think it got me right back in a sour mood i go is this what the galaxy feels like because i feel like all right i got this okay i'm gonna i'm gonna own this shit and man that game was frustrating as fuck and i got really so funny i got really bad i was like dude this is I'll be back to square one, if not further back. That's I need so to stop. Funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so. so, dude, that's so freaking funny. I, I, I started playing after that phone call. I started playing Super Mario World, and with Super Mario World, I'm like, I know this game like the back of my hand. So I'm just like, do 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 do. Well, oh, my reflexes are way behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh crap! How did I die there? I, I got stuck. I got stuck in like World Five, and I was like, "Oh wow. that World Five Castle," and I was like, "The hell is wrong with me?" So I had to step away. I just I, like I did step away because of that. You know, it was just like a few hours last night, so it wasn't you know not not nearly as frustrating as trying to do Castlevania Three. But no, 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 <laughs> certainly not, it's not one of those things where you're like, you like, but... you got some confidence. You're going. You're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden you get smacked in the face. You're like. Oh crap! I'm not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, I mean, just like the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, t- <clears throat> to be fair, we're on our PS4. The the uh, it's uh, quicker reactions, and it's like you know, you push a button, it's not going to have that little delay. So that's probably what we're not used to. That we have to kind of revert back to. Okay, got to get back to use of this gameplay, which is a little bit slower than what we're used to on the PS4. So yeah, that's what yeah. I'm chopping it up to. So I go, okay, I did, as a kid, I go, you know, I spent hours on end and just got to it. So maybe that's what it ta- takes. But so, so the way. Galaxy, we're playing that LAFC match on a PS4, uh, maybe I, a PS4 Pro, and they played the Portland game. 
on a on an Atari or SNES simulator. Yeah, whatever it was, it wasn't happening. Let's go ahead and get <clears> to the game because I think Bobby is screaming in my ear right now. <laughs> um, so obviously, you guys know that uh, the Galaxy lost to Portland four nil. Another embarrassing loss in a line of embarrassing losses. The only difference between this one and the rest is that this was on the road. All of our I, other embarrassing losses were at home. I don't know if I would call this one embarrassing. Did you know, you, okay, so what did you think? What did you think about the game overall? Did you think that the four zero scoreline reflected the match? Yes, uh, the end result. Yes, but here's the thing. I. I think it didn't reflect the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Galaxy created chances in the first half. They did. If you look at the stats, there Portland had the edge overall in the first yeah. half. Uh, not by much. It wasn't that they were completely dominant. They 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 held just slightly more possession. Uh, took uh, more shots, but it wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't a a, a San Jose thing. They weren't running over the Galaxy. The Galaxy, as you said, created chances. And the two goals that Portland got were immediately after the Galaxy had a very, very good scoring opportunity. The first one coming yeah. off, uh, and Just both like... of them both of them were chances that Zlatan should have buried. The first one was coming off, uh, he, he pretty much posted, uh, he had his back to the guy, he had the ball, he turns and shoots. Didn't get enough on it, so the, the 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 keeper really had no problem with it. Yeah, no trouble with that one. And just went the other way, uh, and on that possession, just scored the first one. It was a really really quick counter. And then, and, and dude, I gotta say, like the game itself, up until that point when those two goals happened, um, was like super high octane. Like they it were, was. They, I mean, they were going back and forth. It seemed like these teams were trying to throw haymakers, and you know grazing or or missing those those big you know swinging shots and like it was entertaining to watch you know up until the galaxy I mean, at least for me is entertaining up until the galaxy got scored i think that that back and forth was really exciting but it was also really troublesome because i was like there's no transition at all like we're over committing on, on the on the offense and then we're getting countered hard and portland's coming in hard and like, there's nobody to stop them on on the other side. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I I, I was entertained. I, I thought it was a good game up until that point. I didn't I didn't necessarily say to myself, "Ah, oh, here we go again." Obviously, I was disappointed when the when the goal dropped, especially in the, in the manner that it did, because you you missed on one end and they went right back and scored on the other end. So that probably added a little salt to the wound, where uh, you should have been up one nothing and you're quickly yeah. down. By that same scoreline, but I said to myself, "Look, they're 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 pressing, they're 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 creating chances. They they're not out of it. They're not getting dominated. So let's not let's not go down. Uh, you know, they'll they'll fight back. I've seen them fight back. They did against LAFC. They're perfectly capable of fighting back right here. And I, I'm not sure how long after the first goal, the second goal dropped, but." I do remember that it wasn't that far back, and the the scoring opportunity that came about. So the the, the second opportunity for Zlatan was significantly clearer and better 
the second time around. Uh, some I forgot who, but someone played a through ball. I want to say it was Palenta. I'm not entirely sure. But someone played a through ball to Zlatan. Portland is looking for an offside. He was not offside. And he's has all the time in the world. All the time in the world. Nobody's around him. Zlatan could have made himself a sandwich, ate it, and still had time to kick it in. He was all alone. And he misses. Clark stuffs him. And what happens? They take it the other way. Valeri takes it all the way down the flank. Murders Steris in the process. And buries it in the back of the net. So, in a game that easily could have been... I think it would have been a different game. Yeah, we'll call it 1-1. Because I think Zlatan missing that goal... He makes that goal 99 times out of 100. We just happened to see that one time that he missed. And so it could have been 1-1. You could have even said, arguably, maybe not as uh, as much confidence, but you could have even said 2-0. Could have even been 1-0. Maybe the Galaxy bunker down after that goal. I don't know. It, it, it may very well no, have changed the, the entire dynamic of the dude, game. The, the Galaxy has not bunkered down at all this season. Well, that's true. That's true. Guillermo does not know how to bunker down. Yeah, that's and then, true. Oh, and, and I got to say about that first goal, that, that was Paredes, right? Paredes, yeah. Paredes. Um, nobody follows him. Nobody follows him through the midfield. No. Um, you know, that run doesn't get picked up. So like you see Sierra's, uh, go to pick up Fernandez, uh, people who tries to go, uh, cut off the, the, the cross and then nobody follows Baderes, uh, and he's, he's got the free header. Like that can't happen. Um, you know, where's Jonathan? Where's Corona? When you're um, looking at the goals that happened this game, you have to really... I mean, we're going to get there because the second half, we're going to go ahead and shit on everything that happened on, in the second half. But the transition defense was virtually non-existent yeah, in this non-existent. Game, the Galaxy. Non-existent. And, and it's unfortunate because, again, you're coming off a golden opportunity. You wasted the opportunity and then just decided to not play defense and get scored on. I mean, that's... That's pretty demoralizing throughout this sport when that something like that happens. And I'm not sure if that's exactly what happened to the Galaxy this game because after the second goal, this team looked like they kind of gave up. But it was... I think at the end of the first half, I was obviously upset and I was down. But again, I said to myself, look, it was still rather even minus the scoreline. Yeah. There were two very quick counters on plays that you probably should have scored on. And that would have been that. You would have reset, start all over again. I said to myself that it's we're not down and out just yet i think to answer your original question i think that's what i meant by it's the final score is not necessarily indicative of what i saw in the first half but the second half started and i would say the scoreline is very much indicative of of the second how this, uh, of, of how the overall game because let's be honest we, we, we talked about how at the time when we were having either one bad half or the other it we said if we're gonna do that i'd rather start off slow and finish strong than the other way around because if you have a bad second half that's how you're gonna remember the game 
You're going to remember right, it right, like right. in that way. So that's how I remember the game. I the, the first half at that point really doesn't even matter anymore because of how you came out in the second half. All the shit that went down, the implosions, the ejections, the the everything that happened happened in the second half. So that's the way I'm remembering the game. So go ahead talk about the second half. You just get us started there. Well, um what's what, Sticking with the, the the first half real quick in that goal that that murdered uh, Dan Steris, um, I think on both of them uh, on both the goals, you know, you can partially blame Steris. And for a long time, I know like the Riot Squadcast talked about how it's just going to take one bad game from Steris for him to lose his starting spot, um, and he just hasn't had it. Um, I have to wonder if this is the the game. Um, Granted, by nobody, by default, nobody, no, nobody played well, um, and and I don't think that for me, you know, if I'm coach, Stairs doesn't lose his spot yet, um, you know, because he wasn't, he he didn't get a lot of help, and and he was doing sort of the best he could, um, but I think in the in the first half, like you said, that transition defense was bad, and it was or non-existent, and um, Portland, it's not like Portland was bypassing the midfield; they weren't. They were playing through the midfield. And so you you should have had Jonathan, who I think had a bad night. You that's that's an understatement. You could have had Corona, who was having a non-existent night. Um, well, I mean, l- l- let's go back and say who had a good night because this this really was a night and day situation. We we, we talked about after the LAFC game. We said who had a bad night? Nobody. Everyone had a good game. It was perfection. And you look at the Portland game. Tell me who had a good game. Nobody. Nobody uh, had a good Clark, game. Clark, the Portland goalkeeper. Uh, okay. Phenomenal night. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, <laughs> rephrase Larry my question. Larry had a big night. <laughs> uh, which Galaxy player had a good night? Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if anybody had a had a good night. Like not have, a single Galaxy player. Do you have a man of the match? Honestly, for this game, who would you give it to? Who could you possibly give it to? Who was on the bench? I, I, and that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> I, I could very well give it to Shelvick and, and be correct. Uh, Dave Romney. Dave Romney, man there of the match. Go. There you go. I, it, it, was, it's, it was such a horrible game that, I mean, going back to your Steris thing about, oh, it only takes one game. I think a lot of people think that, but I don't think so. One, by default, it's not going to happen because Diego Polenta will be suspended for the next game. So sure. uh, by default, Steris is still going to be the starting center back. We'll get to the the ejection a little later but but also you got to figure look look what they've been doing they haven't been putting Shelvick in that position they've been putting Polenta in that position they're, they're making sure that well, Stara stays in that position but apparently uh Shelvick was injured I, I even if he wasn't injured I don't think that they would put him over Polenta yeah no no no, no I don't think so either so if that's the case then you have to continue Right in that hand, and I, and I think that because Polenta does have that flexibility of playing center back and or left back, where Steris you can't play on the wing. You he's just not a left back. He has to be a center back. It's his only position. You have to keep him there. Just there's no other way to to, to get around it. If, if yeah, you know. So I, I think Steris does not lose his starting job only because you have Shelvik. So, uh, and again, by, by default, where you, you're 
you have no choice but to start steroids because of a suspension. Uh, I think he's fine for the rest of the season. I honestly believe that Polenta will be there at that left back and steroids and uh, people which uh, should be the in, the, in, the, in the middle there. But this was a game that a lot of people criticize the defense and I obviously you see the there was a lot of ball, wa- ball watching going on and I understand that but you also can make the case that there was no midfield at all right like what you were saying David you said that you know you were on one end and then you were on the other end there was no transition there and for whatever reason Jonathan had in my opinion one of the worst games I've seen him play in a Galaxy uniform. He was giving balls away. He was getting uh, dispossessed. He wasn't cutting off lanes. He wasn't reading passes. He was just, he just had a completely off night. And there were, there were some, there were some plays where he get, he got dispossessed and he didn't chase the ball back, you know? Yeah, that's, there was, that's rare to see from Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah. And even when he did on, on the plays that I did see him track back, usually you see him, race back to beat a defender and yeah. he makes this last ditch effort to uh from behind to tackle the ball and it has to be perfect or, or you're going to get called for the foul and most of the time he recovers and he's able to to make that tackle and allow at least some time or just so, uh, allow for someone else to, to get to the, uh to that player or gets enough yeah, of the just, ball just to, make to, to make the player look something. over his shoulder a little bit right. yeah but this time around, he would chase. He would miss a tackle. He wouldn't yeah. catch up to the player. I, he, it was just, it and, was and just a, a weird, of, weird to see for a lot of the night, and not just from from Jonathan. I saw a lot of jogging. On, That's what on it the really transition played. Like. like I saw mm-hmm. a lot of jogging, half-hearted efforts to go after to go after the player with the ball or or, or tracking the run. I mean, it was the lack of. The the appeared lack of effort was kind of jarring, and I have to say that after watching the second half, after getting the other two goals scored on them, watching the teams implode, seeing the way that Portland um, kind of uh, shifted their the way that they were playing a little bit, and really like stepped on the throat of the Galaxy, another game where I have to say GBS got out coached. Yeah, I, I feel that we, I, I don't know, for, for everything that went right the previous week, everything went wrong this past week. I, I feel that all the fluidity that you saw in the offense, all the hustle, all the, just the the way they were playing, the intensity, it, it just wasn't there. Nothing was going right, and it was, I mean, it was th- th- a lack was... of engagement. I think from the from the players' perspective, because you know what I you know what I pointed out this out last week, and I'll point it out again this week as as the contrast is last week against LAFC, you saw how Zlatan was facing the goal when he received the ball most of the time. He was playing a little bit deeper. He wasn't playing that point like he normally plays when when it's Zlatan ball. Um, he was play, playing deeper, so when he receives the ball, he's already facing goal. The, and in this game, he's playing back to goal, and that's not the kind of player he is. That's the that's the round peg that we've been trying to fit in the square hole this entire season. Zlatan, he's a big guy, but he's not a target striker. He's a guy who wants to run at defenses. He's a guy who wants, well, maybe not run at defenses, but he's a guy who wants to get the ball and, and face the goal. 
a couple weeks ago he said that he's never scored as many headed goals than he has in MLS. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a weird thing to say. And I get it; it's a different style, and and uh, he's used a different style in Europe. And obviously, the game is going to be much more advanced and and faster. And that's what he's used to. He's he's like he said; he he really is as far as soccer IQ. That there's nobody else in the league that really matches him. He's he's way above uh, where he should be as far as soccer IQ goes. But as we as we pointed out, he, he should probably be aware of that and say, okay, I, I need to be I need to dumb myself down a little bit because you're actually more productive. And I'm not sure if it really, not really dumb myself down, but play more simple. Well, I mean, in I'll tell you in in game theory, and and I'm, and I'm thinking of poker right now. I'm not sure how many poker players are out there listening, but you have professional poker players i mean they do this for a living they're not lucky they know exactly what they're doing and uh they are so advanced that if they were to play in a game like say i'm playing in they wouldn't be able to win they just can't it's it it's weird to say but a professional player cannot make money in the low level game that someone like i would be in mainly because they're too advanced. All the world-class plays that they do is going to go over our heads. We're not going to understand them. So they won't work. If, for example, a recreational player is, uh, if we're talking skill level, let's say they're at level 2, whereas the professional is at level 10. That's way too advanced. The professional has to go down to level 3 to be effective. That's where you. That, that's pretty much where game theory has to be. You have to be just one level above. If you're way above the uh, 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 the opponent, they're not going to understand anything, and it won't work. Maybe that's what what is happening with Zlatan. Maybe he's too advanced, but it, it really doesn't make sense because there's other players who have been significantly more advanced who have done very very well. And I'm not saying that Zlatan hasn't done well. He's obviously one of the leading scorers in MLS, but you look at the stuff that he does, there's a lot of, we've talked about, there's catering to him where maybe that isn't the best strategy where it's crosses Latan, as you said, I've never scored so many headers, but that's where they seem to be going. It's always, I, I'm, I'm finding the tallest guy in MLS. So why wouldn't I try to get it up somewhere where nobody but him is able to get it? And so maybe statistically it's there, but it's just, it also doesn't work where there's no crossers either. But I think it's it, it's kind of frustrating to watch because maybe we are not using Zlatan correctly. Maybe it is just a system. Maybe it is the players around him. Who knows? But I feel that a player who's as good as Zlatan can definitely adjust. He's good enough to adjust. He's good enough to be able to read it. He's good enough to know this may not work, but... This may. This person is struggling doing this. Maybe I'll put myself in a position where, I, you know, he can get me the ball. I, I don't know. And I'm not going to put everything on Zlatan's shoulder, uh, uh, especially in this game, because I don't blame Zlatan for this loss, albeit that he missed two chances where they countered us. But there's uh, the system that is trying to be run. It's... It, it, 
it seems to be hit or miss. You saw how it worked in the LAFC game, but it's just, it wasn't working in the second half of Portland against Portland. Although I will say this, maybe the first seven minutes, I think there was a sequence where the Galaxy had a really good opportunity to score. And again, Clark in had the second a, half. Uh, yeah, the second yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. And Clark, again, uh, just kind of came up big. And uh, the Galaxy come up uh, not scoring on, on that sequence, which is unfortunate because I, I really thought they were going to score. They had a, a very, very good opportunity to score. And so, I, again, I said to myself, well, look, they're trying. They're creating chances. If, if that ball goes in in that second half, we have a completely different game. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they're, they're able to climb themselves back. Instead, um, they get scored on again. They get frustrated they start to unravel. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not th- good. Like, that's not good. Like you can see the frustration it's coming. It's bubbling to the surface. I felt that it was weird to see that frustration. So soon after the game that you had the previous week. Yeah. Cause it didn't really make sense. You should be on a high. You should be getting, if you had lost to LA, well, I, I, I would, I would see the frustration come out uh, i would understand it against portland i really would maybe no no no. but maybe this is why they were frustrated because they knew that they could do better against a better team but i mean they they, they just they didn't play when i i don't remember i don't i think it was still two i think it was still two zero because I, I still felt i had a fighting chance but there was a play where zlatan crosses the ball and Antuna is just ready to tap it in. And it, it, it's a goal. You saw Antuna make a run. He's all by himself. Zlatan is not going to miss that pass. And he doesn't. Antuna gets a touch on it. It should have been 2-1 to one right there. And Clark makes a save. It, it's going to go down as save of the week for sure. And when Antuna misses that shot, Clark absolutely stuffs him. That's when I said to myself, we're losing this game. We're not winning this game. Because if you're not making that goal, you're you're not making any. Plain and simple. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, I think after that is when the 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 game became ridiculous to the point where it seemed that the Galaxy just gave up and they weren't trying. And Portland easily could have had more than four goals if it weren't for Bigham or just the inaccurate shots. Because it, it really did seem that they stopped trying. After that, I don't think they got a chance. I don't think they got a shot off after that particular sequence where mm-hmm. Antuna uh, missed it. I, if, if I recall correctly, that could be wrong. Yeah, the tapping cl- that Clark got to. Yeah, yeah, another, uh, I could another be wrong. big save for him. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but I don't remember another dangerous opportunity. I don't remember another legitimate shot on goal after that happened. And I feel that after that, I think the team even knew like we're losing this game, and yeah. I'm not sure if. That's when they said we need to move on to the next one because it really did seem like they gave up after that game. And, of course, the implosion started yeah. after that where Zlatan is mouthing off and he probably should have gotten a card significantly earlier because he really was hounding at the ref. Yeah. And so he finally earned his yellow, which uh, accumulation for a yellow card has him suspended for the next game. Uh, and of course, everybody else is well, he, he just follows. What he should have done is he should have said that he's not going to play an all star game. So they said, okay, you're suspended for Atlanta, and then got the yellow card. So he's suspended for Atlanta anyway. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> but I don't I don't think the the league would have been taken kindly to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that it it really did look like he was lucky to not get a card at that point. And even after that, even after he got the yellow, he was still going after the ref and and stuff like that. He was really frustrated with the officiating on the night, and really he should have been frustrated with himself the lack of you know the the inability of the midfield to to stop that transition play um but it it boiled over and and obviously he got a yellow he's gonna miss the atlanta game um and and you know that just kind of is where it is now yeah Um, so i mean let's let's talk about the implosion because and this was a, a a topic of debate because depending on who you're asking you had different points of view so let me ask you david Efren and Alvarez got a straight red for kicking a ball at a player. Yeah. What did you think about that? Was that a deserved red or not? I think in the moment when you look at it, it seems harsh. Um, obviously, the ball hit the player hard um, at close range. That's a dangerous play and a dangerous situation. Um, you think back to uh, David Beckham, who kicked the ball at a player while he was on the ground. That was a red card. For Beckham, um, a lot of people make the argue, are making the argument that as the guy's falling, he has not yet hit the ground when um, Efrain Alvarez kicks the ball. Um, if you've ever watched Efrain Alvarez serve a ball, you know that he's putting it exactly where he means to put it. Um, I think it's, I I I think it's intentional. Um, because if it's not intentional, I don't know where he's kicking it. He's kicking it either directly at the feet of I don't know who it was that was you know uh, that caused the other guy to fall, whether it's Rolf Elcher or uh, or uh, Steris, but he's kicking directly at the feet at close range at, at speed and power. Um, that's going to knock off of him and go out of bounds. He's kicking it um, out on the on the end line for a corner, which is stupid. Why would he ever do that? Um, I think it was a frustrating moment, and he just kicked out the kicked the ball out uh, with the intention of hitting the player. Um, I don't think he intended to hit him in the head, but I think he intended to hit the player. So the the malice is there. I think um, given the, the 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 previous red cards against uh, David Beckham and probably other players, that's that's a red card. I think that I think it's a red card. I, I'm not going to argue saying that that was an undeserved red card. It was a, uh, it was a dumb it was dumb he shouldn't have done that he lost his cool so for me I when I when I'm watching it the argument that's being made is he's already in the process of kicking while the whistle is blown because uh, the the argument for the red card is you know there's a there's a foul blown and then you kick it at a player I think that he might have already kind of had the intention of this is where I'm gonna go and the player is in the process of falling down. And everything happened so fast that, you know, how is Alvarez going to stop with whatever that he's doing already? He, he pretty much is going all in at that point. So for me, I said, okay, if that's the case, let's say, okay, let's say that it's, you're too far deep and you can't stop your, uh, what, what you've already started. The guy is kicking full force backwards. He's kicking it toward his goal. Or maybe out of bounds. I don't know. But he's going the other way. For me, and maybe it's a weird 
evidence to look at it this way. But if you look at Alvarez's face after that happens, like he has no remorse at all for what he right. did. He wasn't right. like, oh shit, like my bad, like that I didn't mean to do that. Um, I mean, he, he yeah. looked like he, it's he, intentional. he, yeah, it genuinely looked like, yeah, fuck that fool. And what? Red card. Yeah, fuck you too. Yeah. Like, th- there was that look on his face that he just didn't give a shit. Now, this player just came on. He shouldn't be frustrated. At least not to the level that other players who had been in the game the whole time. Well, you had been watching been. his team underperform. I mean, I would be frustrated maybe. if I came on. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, maybe he was I guess just trying I'm- to. Maybe he was trying to fire him up. I mean, you know, this is a seventeen-year-old kid trying to fire up his thirty-seven-year-old teammate. I, I, I get his head in the is. in the game. Maybe I, I have no idea, but for me, I think that based on his look, the look on his face, it, it it certainly looked like he didn't. At least, at the very least, didn't care that that happened. You know, one of those Drago things. If he dies, he dies. Whatever. <laughs> You know, uh, that's what it really looked I like. I mean, he smashed that ball, dude. Yeah, he he, he, hit he really hard. did. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. If, I, okay, it, it so was if this odd. is if this was Latan, first of all, somebody said if this is Latan kicking kicking the ball at this guy's head, um, that guy's head would explode because Latan <laughs> is going to kick significantly harder than uh than Efrain Alvarez. Um, but with that said, I think this is a multi-game suspension for Latan. Um, so you know the fact that Efrain Alvarez is seventeen. Um, he doesn't have a history of, of stuff like this. Um, you know, he'll probably the, serve the one game suspension and that's right. it. Um, for me, but it's, but it's troublesome. It's troublesome, but it's also good to know that like they're, they're sort of feeling, you know, they, they, they feel the way the fans feel. They're frustrated. Uh, you know, why can't they find this consistency? Um, you, you have a stellar game on one hand and then you lay an egg on and the next week, and it's like every other, every other, every other, which means that probably they'll do fine against Atlanta, um, which means their double downs are screwed. Um, but <laughs> spoiler Good. alert for uh, for for balls and beers. Um, but yeah, I think I I don't think there's any arguing this. Like if if you're arguing that like you know uh, Efrain is innocent in this, I think you've got your your blue and gold tinted glasses on. Yeah, you, you and, and I have this. to. A little bit more closely, but I th- because I think because I I want to say that maybe even uh, uh, Josh on Corner of the Galaxy was kind of kind of thought that the punishment was ridiculous. But again, go back, look at you know, imagine this is any other player against a Galaxy player, you're you're going to be fighting for that red card. Um, it's a dangerous play. It's stupid. It's a frustrating thing. Again, the kid's 17 years old. Um, what I didn't like is that um. One of the Portland players, real, uh, I think it was uh, what's the name, Blanco, went after Efrain, like a little too aggressively. It's like, dude, you're a grown man, back off. I mean, in all fairness, I don't care how old you are. If if you're at that level, you're for a game. No, you're for a I, game I don't know. I think there's still. Field. I think there should still be a little no bit, way. not not a level of protection, and and you know, Zlatan did come over and. And try and protect uh, Efrain, but I think um, you know there's a there's a, a level of like okay, well he's a kid, you know if I if I do something, you know this is I, I can get in a lot of trouble. Um, uh, no, you can because, jaw, you no, can jaw at you him can, a little bit, but I don't think you go after him the way that Blanco did. But I don't know, I I don't think so because I because if you go after because if you're saying 
well, if I do this to, to him, you know, I'll get in a lot of trouble. Well, how's that any different if I went after any other player? Like, <laughs> if I, uh, yeah, yeah, my hands are registered as a, a lethal weapon. If I get into a fight and I accidentally kill you, I go to jail. Well, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I feel that if you're on that field, you're, you're fair game. You're fair game for anything. You, you, you got you to gotta take it. And obviously the Galaxy players are right to defend them, but why wouldn't they fit, defend anybody else? If someone went after Zlatan like that, what makes you think that they, like, the team wouldn't come up and say, hey, what the fuck? And no, it doesn't matter who it would. is. Anybody on that would. field should be defended by everybody else. I don't know if you, you would, saw yeah, that. you're right. So uh, I don't really you know, kind of buy that argument. Either way, I, I agree that it, it should have been a red card. And, um, yeah, I feel the same way. I think if you're arguing it, you're probably looking at it through those blue and gold glasses. You're actually no better than LAFC fans saying that, oh, well, I'm going to look away okay, for no, this tackle on, no, no, on Corona. Relax, relax, hold on, relax. I okay, wouldn't go that I, far. I, I wouldn't go I that took, far. Okay, I took it too far. <laughs> I don't, I I don't think that any Galaxy fan is going to write a dissertation about why Efrain Alvarez deserves savage red card rescinded. <laughs> There's, got, there's not going to be there's not going to be any TED talks about about how the there were you know the referees were you know too too blatant blatantly biased over uh, you know toward the galaxy or, or against the galaxy. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, I I feel it, it was deserved. It is what it is. Uh, I don't think he's going to get any more games after this. He shouldn't. I, I will argue that if he gets more than the the uh, one game suspension, I'll be very surprised. I'll be angry for that. But either way, it is like what it is. A, like you I won't said, have if it, Alvarez. If it was locked on, the guy's head would have exploded. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then uh, you have Polenta, who something happened off camera because uh, we weren't even sure if it actually happened. Commentators were saying something about someone just got a red card and they were suspecting it was Polenta. And a letter came out, it was officially Polenta that he got a card. He is suspended. So he got a red. He's suspended for the Atlanta game. Now, I have no idea what's going on there. Maybe, uh, again, it happened off camera. I'm not sure if it was just jawing. I can't imagine that he would get a yellow for that. It's listed as violent conduct, I think. But Yeah, so he must have maybe pushed someone. Or went, went really, I think it would have um, been worse than that for, for a straight red. Or do we know if it's a straight red or is it a second yellow? I think it might have been a second yellow, now that I think about it. or because he well, did have a yellow card from early in the game, right? I, I believe so, actually. That, that's what I was saying. I think it was just a second yellow. But, uh, I mean, it, it was just... Uh, I mean, wh- why why do that? The game's over. And again, I know you're frustrated. I know nothing went your way. But you should know better. Especially a player like Polenta, who, who was on a yellow. And maybe... I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what, what was going on in his head. But uh, whatever he did... Or it was a second yellow, by the way, uh, and well, apparently it, Espria, just, it looks like Aspria also got a yes. red card. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, they, they the both incident. got sent off. Yeah, they both got sent off. So uh, it, it looked like uh, I, either way. I'm not really sure what Polenta's doing, uh, and uh, I didn't hear anything as far as an explanation. I didn't hear any uh, quotes uh, after the game, unfortunately. So I have no idea what the players are, are saying um, about this game, which is unfortunate because I really would have loved to hear what they had to say after such a very poor performance and, and a game in which you had three suspensions. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're now handicapped 
severely for the next game. Uh, let's just go ahead and talk about it. You, you have to go to Atlanta, a team that is currently sitting in second place in the Eastern Conference, a, a team that has, I think, is still soul-searching, but has sure. much improved uh, from the beginning of the season. They're, like I said, second place, so they're, they would have a very, very good spot in the playoffs if they were to have to start today, ironically, so with the Galaxy. But we have to go over to Audi Field. Uh, not Audi Field, I'm sorry. Mercedes-Benz. And uh, Oh, wait, for a minute I was like, no, it's Audi Field. No, 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 that's DC. Uh, yeah, no, it's right, DC. Uh, without Zlatan, who is literally your only offensive threat on the team. How dare you? Dance there is has three goals. <laughs> um, <laughs> yikes! That, that there you go. That that says it all right there. Thank you for proving my point. Um, you have Diego Puente, one of your better defenders. He's going to be out for this game as well, which means Jorge Shovic is going to be playing left back. Yeah. Uh, Julian Rafa is back. I believe After Julian Rafa is back. Yes, uh, he... No, he was in the lineup. Oh, you're right, he? you're right. I was thinking about yeah, League's no, Cup. No, no, you're no, right, no. you're right, you're right. No, yeah, League's Cup, yeah. He still, he still uh, has to serve uh, sus, uh, suspension, suspension for, for that. that. But we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that game. Um, but, uh, so you're going to have Jorgen Shelvik in your back line. That should tell you enough right there that Joseph Martinez and company will be running wild on Salivating. that left side. Yes, they cannot wait. Gonna look. Jorgen Chelvik is gonna make uh, Paul Ariola and Breck Shea look like world beaters. Yeah, he really is. It's it's it, it can get extraordinarily I mean, ugly, and of course, honestly, Alvarez yeah. suspended as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's um, a, that, that's that big of a, a miss. I think I think from the three players we're talking about, I think for me the biggest uh, hole is the Polenta um, yeah. suspension. I think that's the biggest loss because we've seen the Galaxy. Um, you know, play without Zlatan. We've seen, you know, Efrain Alvarez has had so few um, appearances that I don't think they're, you know, necessarily relying on him. And since Zlatan's not playing anyway, that you know, he doesn't have to provide service uh, to 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 the guy, um, which is probably his his biggest asset. Um, but yeah, stopping whatever comes down that left side uh is is going to be the biggest thing that that the galaxy is going to miss and and i fear and you know atlanta they like to attack down the wings and that's where the where our two weak spots are when uh shelvik is on the field um Rolf, Rolf Elcher on the right jorgen shelvik on the on the left i mean he lets people get in behind him so easily it's it's going to be up to steris and gonzalez to cut out that service and it's going to be up to Jonathan and Corona or Kitchen to come in and really um, track those runners from the midfield. Actually, oh, we didn't even talk about this. Sebastian Legette returned in the Portland game. Yeah, um, he did. He returned and unfortunately looked like a guy who hasn't played in months and, and right. probably needed some more time. But I think at that point, the Galaxy were desperate to, uh, to do something. So, yeah, I mean, it's good yeah. that Seba's back. Obviously, we hope that he gets back to to you know form because we're we're gonna need that coming going down the stretch. Anything, yeah, literally so, anything. So yeah, most, most likely, the, the he's gonna play in this back. game. I I have to believe that he is going to play at some role, whether he starts or not. I'm not I'm not sure exactly what um, GBS is gonna do. He's obviously gonna have to 
fix something. Uh, still, I, still I think no he... word on um, still no word on on where. Um... From what we understand, Alessandrini is actually starting to train again, and they're saying that he, he may be available in August. I, so. I still... I still would rather have him available at the end of August rather than at the beginning of August because I don't want to push well, him back too early. Uh, we're gonna need him. We're gonna need him well, down that down that run. But I was gonna say, uh, Chris Pontius still kind of uh, you yeah. Know, that, he's still we don't know around, what's going on but, with him. But he, he, here's the thing. I mean, I, I'm I understand why you're saying that. I'd rather have him saved for later. But the, the thing of the the thing is, is that we need everything. That we can get right now. It, we we talked about this with Delmi when she was on the pod the first time. How she believes a play uh, the galaxy will not make the playoffs, and I kind of second that. I said, you know what? I I can see that happening. I know we're in second place right now. I get it, but it it doesn't look good for the galaxy based on the remaining schedule. And and I had said this: if you're dropping games. And everyone is so close to each other in the Western Conference. You're dropping these games. You can very well find yourself outside the playoff line. You lost to Portland. And you dropped to... It, it's only third place. But l- let me tell you how tight it is. You're, you're tight on points right now with San Jose. You currently hold the tiebreaker only because the Galaxy have 12 wins. And San Jose has 11 wins. So right now the Galaxy hold the tiebreaker. The Galaxy play... Atlanta, which we're calling a loss. San Jose will play Columbus at home, which... That's probably a win. It's probably a win. So San Jose will vault up over the Galaxy. That would put us into fourth place. Minnesota, for whatever reason, could not score against Vancouver at home. Had they won that game, they would have leapfrogged the the Galaxy. So if it wasn't for, we'll call it luck, dumb luck... Minnesota right now would be sitting in third place. Portland has vaulted all the way up to seventh along with um, RSL. They are exactly tied all the way around. They're at 31 points. They're only six games behind the Galaxy. Uh, Portland obviously winning gained those three points on them. Galaxy schedule. This is what it looks like right now. They got to go to Atlanta. It's a loss. They got to go DC United. Um, I don't know. I don't know because DC is not playing well, but it's a cross country trip. Who knows if yeah. their confidence is shook after the Atlanta game? I'm not Z- sure. Zlatan will be back. Zlatan will, be back. will so be back. Hopefully, it's a it's a Sunday game. Weird things happen. I'm not sure. Uh, you have a tough stretch of games. Yeah. Three days Win- later, Wednesday, you have to fly all the way back home. You play Dallas. Not an automatic win. It's a tough game. Three days after that, you're playing Seattle at home. Three days after that. <coughs> three days after that, you're playing Chris <laughs> in League's Cup. Right? Is it three days or, or four days? Uh, I forget I forget exactly when the date is. I think it's uh let's see, the twenty fifth, maybe they play on the twentieth. So it's 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 not long after that um that it's Seattle a, it, game. It's the twentieth. It's the twentieth, okay. I'm sure they'll play reserves, but yeah, but still, like way. we saw, we saw the this week, uh, Julian Rajo played in the LFC game, and then he played against uh, Tijuana, and then they played, um, he played against Portland and looked like he had 
played a bunch of games in you know in in close succession um you have guys potentially being out or coming back into health trying to get back into the first team so who knows what kind of you know what kind of thing and now also keep in mind we've lost the open cup we're out of the open cup we're um our playoff hopes are dwindling maybe the galaxy sees this as a chance to win something albeit a friendly tournament at least he can say, "Oh, we well, we did win a trophy, uh, you know." And right now, it's meaningless. But with the way the MLS seems to be treating it, and the way that they want to uh, teams to treat it, they're gonna want it. They're gonna take it seriously, and that might be their their one sort of thing that they can point to and say, "Well, look, that's a positive thing. We be we won an international tournament." Um, but let's get back to Atlanta. Um, the only the only thing that I think is has me hopeful about this game is the Galaxy are going to be forced to play a different style. Uh, they're not they're not going to play Zlatan ball, um, so GBS is going to have to show us uh, what kind of um, style he he wants to play now that he's not sort of hindered with having one of the best players of all time uh, on his team. Um, don't put it past Frank DeBoer to outcoach himself. Um, he's been doing things that kind of pissed his players off, uh, recently, like pull Pitti Martinez, uh, you know, during games when he has no business pulling him. Uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see what's going on in Atlanta. You know, sometimes you, you feel like they're turning a corner, but I, I have no idea. Um, if, if they are. Well, I, I hope you're right because, I don't see a way where the Galaxy can actually win this game. Uh, I I said it leading up to the LAFC game, MLS, better MLS. Because I, I honestly don't see a formula where the Galaxy can be successful. I think Frank DeBoer pretty much has to shoot himself in the foot in order for that well, to happen. He's, he's been known to do that. He's he And he's done <laughs> it. Yes, he has done it. So, you know, but, but then again, you don't have your offensive threat. Where you can just steal the game. Well, who who's gonna who's gonna step up in this game? Because yeah. obviously, Antuna needs to step up. Fabio Alvarez needs to step up. Um, yeah, Boateng needs to step up. Yeah, everyone has to step up because I mean, you're gonna be so shorthanded. And th- this is a game where you better be playing at your best if if you have any sort of chance to win this game uh it, it it could be pretty ugly and then again hopefully i'm doing the reverse jinx because i was laying it on <coughs> real thick uh going into lafc and then that happened so hopefully the exact same thing happens here in atlanta um but uh, as of right now i, I just I, I don't see how the galaxy win this game yeah i, I really yeah. don't uh we can very well end up in sixth i think uh, in the playoff line from second to sixth in which, two weeks. So. Which means, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think overall, like, a lot of people are saying overall where they kind of see the Galaxy finishing, and I, I don't think that they're a fringe um, team. I think that the way that this season is gone, the Galaxy is either going to finish in second place or they're going to crash out of the playoffs. There's no in-between, um, as we've seen with the with the way that the games go. Um, the, you know, Galaxy only have one draw. In in, uh, in in the season, so um, that means either they are 
really going for wins whenever they're down um or they are just incapable of putting in putting up that fight and holding on to a to a a game you know for for much so that that needs to get figured out um and and i don't think that has anything to do with zlatan or anything i think that has more to do I mean, with gbs and the way and his style and the players having in, to figure that out so um we're two days from august that should have been figured out by now yeah i agree i agree um and and I think you know, like we said, like again, Bobby's not here today. So we're here. We are. We're criticizing the coach, and Bobby's not here because that's that's yeah, his big thing. Um, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see um, what's going on in Atlanta and whether or not we get any reinforcements. Because guess what, the the Pavone saga continues. And yeah. We still don't have an answer whether or not Christian Pavone is going to sign for the Galaxy. Um, we've heard all these conflicting reports. There's people saying it's confirmed. There's people saying it's not even close. There's people saying that there's you know multiple bids out there that the Galaxy have put in. And I and I said it I think on uh, to to you, Lewis, during the game. Um, you better bet that uh, the Galaxy put in a final offer for for Pavone at the end of last week and they say, okay, Boca, you have 48 hours to accept the offer. If you're not going to accept the offer, we're moving on. Well, Boca rejected the offer, but they didn't reject the offer until that showing against Portland. And I told you, you better believe that Boca scouts are watching that Portland game and then calling their guys and be like, yeah, we can reject this offer. They're going to come back for more because they need, they need Pavon more than we need him. And we can squeeze him for a little bit more money. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is that that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it's kind of dumb because I, I, I get it. You look at a team that says, look, this team is playing miserable. They, like you said, this is a guy that can help this team. They're desperate. <clears throat> we can jack up the price. But at the same time, from what I understand, there is no other offer. For Pavon anywhere else. So it looks like the Galaxy is the only team that is interested in him. If you are rejecting the Galaxy's offer, and by the way, Pavon is not playing for Boca right now. He has fallen out of favor with the the coaching staff and the fans. Keep in mind he's only 23 years old, and people are already calling him washed up at 23. <laughs> so there's that. You're gonna be putting him on the bench. Boca has already played a I don't remember if it was a league game, but it was it's a meaningful game and he was, was on the bench. Li- he did not feature. Wasn't it? It might have been yeah. the yeah, it might have been Libertadores. He did not play in that game. Which means that you could have interpreted it as he's on his way out, or he's just not gonna be fitting in Boca's plans this season. So if you're turning down the Galaxy's offer, which is a lot of experts are saying $18 million, because that's I think that's like the latest offer. Yeah, it was $18, $18 million, million for all of his rights. Uh, no, no, no. The latest one I heard was $18 million for 80% of his rights, uh, the sell-on rights. So if uh, the Galaxy sell him, Boca still gets 20% of that, and um, and it's going to be $18 million up front. So the previous one before that was $12, was million, $12 million now, the rest on payments. So we're going to get him on layaway. 
and now it's like you know I, I've heard that maybe there's a loan deal happening somewhere. Yeah, there, there's um, all there's all these of... different yeah there's all these different conflicting reports. But like, dude, here's the thing: if the transfer window, the MLS transfer window closes on what the seventh of August. I believe it's one week after the international window right. closes. Yeah. So the Galaxy have a little, a little more than a week from now to get something done or move on to plan B. And what if plan B doesn't work out? Then they have to go find. They better have a plan C. And I think that Dennis Tecosa does have a plan C, but. In order to execute B or C, then you have to, you know, th- this this Pavone saga is well documented. So whatever your backup plan is, you're probably going to have to overpay for this player because you, that player's agent can easily see like, oh, well, we're second fiddle. You don't, you know, if, if you really want us, here's what you have to do, have to do for us. And I don't know if the Galaxy are prepared to do that. So if we, let's, let's say worst case scenario. Okay, so... Uh, people, if you're listening, um, we're going to, we're going to do something. We're going to go best case scenario as of this recording Tuesday night. Um, uh, you know, uh, let's say the announcement comes tomorrow during the all-star game that the galaxy has, have signed Christian Pavone. Um, we're going to talk about that for about a minute. And if, uh, that hasn't happened and the deal falls through, just skip ahead for one minute and then we'll do the opposite. We'll talk about the galaxy failed to sign Christian Pavone. So, Lewis, the Galaxy have signed Christian Pavone. They've announced him at the All-Star game. What do you think? <laughs> um, it's a signing that was desperately needed. Do you have another offensive threat? Here's a guy who's 23. He's in his prime. MLS is a perfect stepping stone to Europe. He can easily revitalize his career here and get the payday. It could be a good business decision for the Galaxy, who, if he is successful, as Scalotto is going all in on that particular thing. I'll get a little bit more into that after this little exercise he had me doing. (laughs) Um, So he could very well uh, make a name for himself here and get paid in Europe and still be in his prime playing in Europe. Uh, Okay, uh, the Galaxy have failed to sign Christian Pavone. We are scrambling for a plan B. Lewis, what are we doing? It looks like the Galaxy are looking at uh, Independiente's Martin Benitez. Now, he's not as... His numbers aren't as good as Pavon. He's two years older, so he's still young. He's still on the young side. He's 25. He's in his prime. Again, it, it's same kind of scenario where you can make a name for yourself here, possibly... Uh, the stepping stone to Europe, still young enough to do it. He has a midfielder who, you know, he has some goals, he has the assists, not as uh, impressive as Pavon, but it's a player that we'll have to wait and see because we still have to sign him. So that is plan B. Now, if he doesn't sign, not sure where plan C is. I'm sure there is. For me, I think you go rescue Ola Kamara from whatever his... He's uh, from, wherever, from yeah. China. I heard he's, I heard he's not. Yeah, playing. he's not. He's not. So there it is. Uh, he, he, here's the thing with with Pavon. This is this is my, my opinion on Pavon because because I can go many directions. So I'll I'll do my best to try to cover all of them. So 18 mil, it's supposed to be a record transfer fee uh, in MLS. So on the one hand, you can say we're back. 
we're back to making those big signings. We're back to willing to spend that kind of money, which is good. This is going to be, if this happens, if Pavon ends up, which I, which now seems very much doubtful. I don't think it's going to happen. But if this happens, GBS's success lies on this player. Yeah, strictly on this player. Strictly on this player. Because... GBS is telling Teglosa, anything that you need to do, get that guy. Okay. This is my guy. I need this guy. Let's say and they've been. Let's say we sign Pavon. What success? What is success? What is a successful season for GBS after okay. we get Pavon? After we make a record signing, what is success? Okay, so he, so so here is the thing: the fact that you are going after this player this aggressively, this desperately, this season. GBS and Teclose are basically saying, we're making a run for the cup this year. This isn't a move for next season because you can wait till the winter transfer window. Yeah. Yeah. You're you doing this it. Is, this is now. This is MLS Cup or bust, right? This is MLS. If they sign Pavon, it's MLS Cup or bust. They, it, it's not that we're expecting it, it's what they're expecting, it's what they want us to expect because they are going all in on this player. GBS is saying, this is the guy. I need this guy above anybody else. He is the key to unlocking everything. That is basically what he's saying. And if you land him, you're basically saying it's MLS Cup or bust. And anything short of that would now be a failure after this entire saga. If you're missing the playoffs, oh my God. Like you might, I, I know they won't be, but you're pretty close to having both. If you're making this type of a signing and you don't make the playoffs. Ooh. You think GBS I mean, DTK out? I, I, I'm not. I, I'm sure a lot of people will be saying that. Realistically, you're probably having like that look on your face like, dude, something drastic better change because you're already on the hot seat. Nah, nah. They're going to have, have, have that FRE look on their face. What? I don't give a fuck. Um, I I dare you to get someone better so so let's say that they don't sign Pavon Um, is this DTK's first big failure I want to say no only because I think Boca is really playing hardball right here I'm not entirely sure why like I said business wise it doesn't make sense if you're not taking 18 mil from the only team that is interested in him and you're just going to have this guy sit on the bench until his contract is up. doesn't make any sense to not get anything for him. Is I his think, contract up this year at the end of the year? I don't, actually, winter? I don't, I don't know when his contract I'm is I'm not up. entirely I don't sure. Think it is. But the thing is, is that the more he, sit, the more he stays with Boca, the less valuable he yeah. gets. So if you're not taking this offer right now, you're going to get less later on. That's just a fact because you're not playing him. So it's going to be less later on. I think right now Boca is just playing hardball. I think they're doing, they're making an incorrect decision, and I wouldn't put uh, this on Teclosa. I think this is more a bad decision on Boca's part. I think Teclosa is more than generous. I think a lot of people are saying that he's overpaying for Pavon. Uh, he very well may be. I'm not sure. But I wouldn't say this is a failure for Pavon. I know it's going to look that way, but I blame more Boca uh, than uh, Teclosa on this particular saga. 
Um, but the fact that there's a plan B, again, they're, they're saying to themselves, you are making a run for the cup this season. Because you don't have to sign someone this summer. You ha- you're still handicapped with your DP slots. You have, you I mean, know, who do we, we didn't sign season. anybody last summer. And then, we did. And then, uh, we okay, signed- so this is, this, is a year, this is a year where you're looking at a post-World Cup summer, right? This is the year where you start picking up these um, players that probably aren't in the national team fi- picture for their, their uh, respective countries anymore, but they're definitely still, you know, good, solid players in, you know, that, that have quite a bit left in the tank, you know, the, the 31, 32 year old guys, um, the summer transfer window is the time to get these guys, not in the winter, the winter, it's a little bit slim, more slim pickings. You're picking up, um, more like, uh, you know, I know, I know, and I know it's opposite for MLS because it, the winter is their off season, but for the most part, the players that are available in the winter are significantly less than than uh in the players that are available in the summer so if you go through the summer transfer window and you don't make a single signing because we haven't we haven't even signed like other players from within mls teams to strengthen the squad you know what i mean like i i'm actually shocked that we haven't picked up like some random guy from dc united's bench or you know some guy from from wherever i think part of that is that they do have a plan that they can just add someone simply because they need to add someone. Uh, that's more of a re, um, reactionary decision, something that maybe a Klein or a Vianus would do. I mean, it's um, what Bruce Arena used I, I to do. That, right. But he had, I mean, he, again, it fit his plan. I think it fit his plan. I, I think he actually had that overall plan as to what to do and this kind of fit the system. And I, I kind of know where I'm going with this. Yeah. I think DTK and GBS also have a similar plan. I just don't think it involves those bench players from a DC United or a Colorado or what, well, whatever, well, uh, uh, whatever player you're looking have at. To play American players or get American players. I, Somebody with American citizenship I, I, because we're out of international size. We're going to loan DD Traore down if we pick up Christian Pavone. Uh, right. Well, what, what what I feel is, like I said, what, what I feel what they're doing in trying to sign somebody and the fact that they're trying to sign somebody means that they've already cleared every hurdle, uh, whether that's uh, Ramal Sandrini's, uh, you know, uh, renegotiating his contract or uh, loaning uh, a player off or somewhere um, to gain that international spot. They have cleared those hurdles and they're looking for a player. But if you're looking for a player this aggressively, it, it's basically saying that I am making a run at the championship this season, not next, because we said, hey, they might just be free-rolling this season. you got to make the playoffs, but you're pretty much free-rolling this season. Next season, it's all on you with all the spots that are opening up, with all the town that is being cleared up, with, with everything that you can do next season. It's all yours. Everyone's looking for next yeah. season. They're looking at this season, and I find it interesting that they're doing it this aggressively. I love the ambition. I really do. I'm not sure if it's entirely realistic this season because you still, if you, let's say you do sign Pavon, that's a DP player. You pretty much got everyone booked, don't you? Yeah, and you're locked up. Well, I mean, you, you and, and up, then you're locked well, up. Well, you free up Zlatan at the end, of, you know, at the end of the year because there's no way Zlatan's coming back after this. Yeah, He's, you know, so yeah. then you got another DP spot to play with, um, and then maybe you go get your number ten. Maybe. 
Um, I, 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 you know, we're talking about this a little early, but but we're not near the right. off season right, yet. Right, right. But I, I got uh, you got to remember that Antuna is on loan, right? So uh, who knows if, if he's Fabio's on loan? I, I doubt that he would be picked up again. There's no way that they're buying him. He would be a DP slot. There's no way that they would waste it on him. So I, I don't think the Antuna either. I don't think he. No. I think yeah. there's an option uh, to buy Antuna for him. Would be, Antuna would be Antuna would be a DP guy. I don't think they. Yeah. They do. Yeah. So I mean, that's not happening. So. Um, yeah, I find it interesting that they're very aggressively trying to sign a player right now yeah. because it's it's telling me that we're not waiting yeah, for next and, season. And we're, we think we can win this season. And unfortunately, like on the other hand, you have a guy like Alex Mendez who we talked about, you know, the Galaxy Academy let go for free and he just signed with Ajax. So yeah. he's, he's the guy that could have helped the Galaxy this year. Um, Possibly. And is an American and doesn't, you know, probably wouldn't have cost all that much money. Um but, yeah, you know mismanagement. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, uh, let's go ahead. On, one, one more thing, I forgot. Okay. To, I forgot to mention. We forgot to mention this last week. Um, but the Galaxy have parted ways with um, Mike Munoz, uh, and they have hired a new director of, or basically the academy director. Uh, but it's, uh, but it's, uh, they they called him like the like head of methodology or something like that. Um, I think it's uh or Luis Ortega, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. Was that his name? I believe so. I now I can't uh, recall. Juan Carlos, sorry, sorry, Juan Carlos Ortega. Um, and right. so he used to be uh, in the Mexican national team system in the youth system. Obviously, this is a guy who you know DTK guy, um, who's who's bringing in. Um, for his his experience, you know, obviously, if 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 it's uh somebody from that squad, they've they've done well over the years. So this is a new, uh, another shift in the philosophy of the LA Galaxy. You know, the direction that they're heading now. Um, this guy was the head coach for the Mexican uh, U15s. He um, his U17s. He he's he's been all throughout that that um, uh, confederate not confederation, but the uh, that national team program. Um, so he's, he's another guy that brings a lot of experience and that's going to improve, I think the Academy, uh, significantly for, for the galaxy. Um, so that, that's something we didn't talk about last week that I wanted to, to bring up today. Yeah. All right. So we're running a little long on yeah. this show, so <laughs> let's go ahead and, uh, and get to, uh, some questions coming from Twitter real quick. Um, first question is coming from at fight everyone. I yeah. like that. Um, says, I love Antuna's energy, but the production just isn't there. If injuries weren't a thing, who would you like to see on either side of Zlatan up front in GBS's 4-3-3 system? Uh-huh. What do you think? Um, I agree that um, I really like Antuna. I really wish that he his production rate was better. You know, I wish he could put in a, a different cross. Um, uh, Funny enough, like I think we need somebody like Roman to be on on that side, um, but the question is probably more geared toward like who who would you bring in? Um, I think I already said you know who would who would who I think his ideal partner would be it would be Ola Kamara, uh, and unfortunately we could not hold on to him this year. He wanted more money, so off he went. Um, if I knew somebody outside of the league and 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 sort of. Uh, uh, my my player index was uh, was up. I I would be a scout. I wouldn't be uh, some guy doing a <laughs> podcast in a garage. 
<laughs> uh, but Lewis, well, I mean, you have a little bit more. Uh, that's that's something a little bit more your well, speed, I think, Lewis. Uh, well, the thing is, I, I I'm not I'm not taking the question the way you took it because I, I'm I think he's asking who on the team because he does mention that if it wasn't for injuries, maybe Antuna doesn't mm. play. So I think he, I he's talking so. about who on the team. But I mean, I'll answer it that way. Um, it, it's actually hard because I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously, Alessandrini probably should be in that starting lineup. Uh, you signed Fabio Alvarez, so maybe if you're playing in that in that 4-3-3 system, he's an attacking midfielder. Maybe you do have him uh, on that side as well. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I, I think that there's a, pl- a lot of players here that maybe just doesn't fit that system. Yeah. A, a lot of people would even say uh, Leggett. If you, if you can put Leggett, Alessandrini, and Zlatan up front, that's probably where I would go, more than likely. Uh, but then that would mean that Fabio Alvarez would have to drop back a little bit, and I'm not sure that really suits him. Right. Uh, um, so, um, uh, you know, and then, and then you would have him uh, with uh, Corona and uh, and Dos Santos. But I think ideally, just off the top of my head, I would probably have Alessandrini and Legit up front with Zlatan. But again, I'm not entirely sure how effective that may be. Uh, Legit has dropped off in form. And Alice Jr., even when he was playing, he kind of looked like... Odd man out. Yeah, odd man out. Like, he wasn't really a part of that system uh, either. So it, it's kind of a, like a trick question. I don't think we have the the personnel to do what GBS has been trying to do with the 4 yeah. 3 I, I don't think it's Pontius. Pontius, I don't think uh, no. it fits in, in the 4 3 I don't no. think he, he is a good partner for, for Zlatan. I think you need somebody who's going to run those channels and, and you know... Uh, Assuming Zlatan plays um, front to goal rather than back to goal, um, or you know even side to side, uh, you're gonna want to make so- have somebody making those runs that Zlatan can feed um, or play off play off of, and then get himself freed up for a for a shot. And yeah, I don't yeah. Th- I don't think we have that player. Yeah, I don't think we have that player. So, and this is what we're saying: we have to look till next year. So, which again, I find it interesting that they're trying to aggressively look for a player this year. Uh, another question coming from I am Matt. 413 asks why can't any of our wingers cross <laughs> same i mean same they're answer, professional right? <laughs> yeah they're professional football players aren't they uh so funny thing about this and i think i mentioned this a few weeks ago uh the galaxy have more crosses than anybody else in the league um at the time when i said that they had over 150 more crosses than the next Jesus team below them so the galaxy cross a lot that isn't a surprise what is a surprise is that we have the highest accuracy in landing those crosses <laughs> at around 25 percent so i mean if you're looking at it in that sense we're actually the best crossing team in the entire yeah, league so i think maybe I'm i think maybe sh- then the question that we should be asking is why aren't our the the people who are receiving those crosses better at their jobs possibly because i mean to be fair that number dumbfounded yeah. why, why aren't those why aren't they, those crosses it, why aren't those attackers getting on the end of those you know why aren't they making those runs i think is, is probably yeah. a better a better question but 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 it's kind of one of those things where like i kind of understand because like the, the the second question he asked like these are professional football players aren't they you got to figure that look look jesse's artist is a professional playing. football player <laughs> right exactly um but but that's kind of the point. I mean, we, we, that's a perfect example 
the, the, the touch that he has. Well, he doesn't have yeah. touch, but uh, you know, like h- how do you get that far in your soccer career with that type of a touch? He's so athletic. That though. touch looks like something that I could He's do. He's so athletic, right? Right, and that's so American. So, you know, I, I I kind of understand that question. If you're a winger, you got one job to do, dude. <laughs> like run up that flank and make sure you land that cross to whatever target that you're that you're uh, trying to get that pass to, and. It really does seem that nobody can do. I mean, Antuna just Antuna's crosses are just so frustrating to watch because he can get by players. It's one on one is not necessarily his speciality, but he can outrun people, much like Boateng. But that you know that final pass is just absolutely not there, which basically negates every other skill that he may have. And it is frustrating to watch. We, we, we saw it with uh, other players as well, but it, it is a question that's. Difficult to answer, but based on the stats, apparently these are the best crossers in the entire yeah, league. But again, but again, so, you, look at, you look at the way Antuna played in in the system with Mexico um, in the Gold Cup this summer. I mean, he got into good spots. I mean, yeah, granted, it was against lower level competition against you know little island countries that that don't really have a, a footballing pedigree, but you still saw him getting into good spots, and so that to me makes it makes me think that having a guy more withdrawn again, having Zlatan face the goal rather than play back to goal or play the point um, is a better use of his skill set because you have a guy who's who a guy like Antuna who could make those runs. I mean, we saw it against Portland and, and, and Clark just came up with a huge save, but he got into one of those spots that we saw him get into with Mexico in the gold cup. And so, you know, maybe we're using Antuna in the wrong way. We shouldn't be expecting him to cross maybe we should be expecting him to use his outlet play a quick you know in inside ball to a guy who's gonna feed them you know going getting to the end line which is weird because this is us this is one of gbs's and the closest signings so you really can't say that this was a, a guy that had been on a team that doesn't fit the system they signed him with the intention of this guy is going to fit this system so it's a little odd but, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say he's young and he can still develop. I mean, he is. I mean, he's, he's still very, very young. Um, he's not a, technically in his, uh, his prime yet. But you got to figure uh, a guy who's coming from the Man's uh, City, um, you know. Uh, system. Uh, system uh, that he probably would have been a lot better uh, on the cross. Uh, well, that's probably so, the way he's not playing and he was available. Possibly. That's possibly it, it, it is. But it's true. He is young, and I mean, like, there's still time for him to to sort of unlock whatever it is that that um, Man City saw in him. Yeah. In him. Yeah. All right, um, David. Do you have anything one, else? One real quick thing. Uh, on Saturday, the USA will the U.S. Women's National Team, the one that the, you know, the winning one, um, will start their victory tour at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. I will be there. Um, I'll probably be tailgating. Uh, and so if you guys, uh, anybody who's listening comes through, wants to say hi, more than likely my kid's going to have a lemonade stand up. Um, you know, we'll be on the grass somewhere at the Rose Bowl. We'll, you know, tweet out a thing, you know, come by, say hello. I'll have stickers. Uh, we're going to see the wonderful women's team uh, play the, in their victory tour. Um, so we'll get to celebrate that team and their winning ways. Um and announced today, Jill Ellis, the head coach, back-to-back World Cup winner, is stepping down from her 
position. I think this is a good thing for the women's national team. I think it's good to, to have another coach come in and sort of, you know, have their, uh, their, their way and get, get their chance to um, work with the team from the least competitive point that they're at, you know, right after the World Cup when they're uh, facing, they're lining up, uh, you know, these teams that, that, to, to celebrate the, the World Cup win. Um, get them, start getting them ready for the, the Olympics and have time to work out those kinks. Um, I'm sure, I'm absolutely certain that the U.S. women's national team will have a coach, a replacement coach, uh, as soon as Jill Ellis, uh, you know, does step down because I think she is going to finish out this tour. Um, I'm sure they'll have a coach and they won't wait an entire year to name a head coach. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, all right. And that does it here for us. Uh, we know this was a, a long episode. That's what happens when Bobby isn't here. So um, if you're still listening to us, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You rock. And um, I think I'm going to go after such a long episode. I'm going to go try my hand at Castlevania again, <laughs> see how far I get this time. Uh, <laughs> so this is David signing Good night, off. Everybody. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.